Welcome to This Is Your Book Club podcast. This is Sarah. And I'm Jamie. Welcome back. Yay. It's so good to be here with you. Yes. We're just rolling right along. Episode 101. We forgot to even say last time. It was episode 100. Can you believe Our Q&A. it? Q&A. So, 101. That's a lot of episodes. It's a big number. And for those of you who have been on this journey with us, you're the best. Thank you. Right? And for yeah. anyone new, welcome. We have lots of books to talk about. We sure do. It like we never seem to run out. I we <laughs> oftentimes our kids or my kids are upstairs when we're recording or sometimes we're at Sarah's house recording and her kids are upstairs and we've talked for two hours about books and haven't even hit play on the recorder. And our kids are like, wait, you haven't started recording yet? Right. Like, oh yeah, let's <laughs> let's record some of this. We don't just talk about it with you. With you. Yeah. We're always talking about books. There's not enough hours in the day for us to talk about books. So this is fun. A hundred so episodes fun. of talking about books. Yeah. Thanks for letting us talk about Absolutely. books. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's talk about more books today, Sarah. I can't wait. Should I go first? Let Let's throw in my fun fact. Oh, I just, I'm like, wait, go ahead, Sarah, get started. And I'm like, this doesn't seem right. Yeah. I have a fun fact. Fun fact. About our author, Axton Betts Hamilton. I'm so excited because I get to read it this week. I know. It's finally here. We can start reading. I always and am then so excited to read it. I hope you're pick. reading The Less People Know About Us by Axton Betts Hamilton. Um but we get to start reading this week Woo-hoo. and then we get to talk to you next week. So in the meantime, if you have questions, if you have insights that you want part of our discussion, send them our way. Go ahead and send them our way. We'd love to hear um, more opinions on the books we read. So for sure, we welcome them. But the first time I heard about this book, it was on the podcast Criminal, which is hosted by Phoebe Judge. If you want a good podcast, I highly recommend it. But um, I had heard this interview. It's a two-part interview. I think I talked about that before. But I just wanted to say, I, I pulled the interview up and I was reading through it. And it's just so interesting to me how she found out. She had no idea. Like she knew her parents had had their identity stolen, but she was a kid. She mm-hmm. was like, this was an issue that... Um, was close to home because it it affected her family. But the point she realized it affected her was when she had moved, um, was going to college and she was going to move out. She was so excited. She's found this apartment that she can have that it accepted cats. This was like, she had two cats at home. She wanted to bring her cats with her when she's moving out for the first time. Like, this life has started. Like, right? how exciting. Independence. Yeah, so she gets this apartment and she... Um, goes to sign up all the utilities and she gets a letter in the mail saying that because of your credit score, you actually have to pay a deposit. And she's like, what? Because of my credit score, I have to pay more? Like, what like, What does that mean? Credit? Like, yeah. I'm new. Right. Like, what's credit? She didn't even know what that right. really that I meant. I think about myself, like, starting off, like, I was just like, you don't have no. credit when yeah. you are an 18, or you shouldn't. You should. You haven't done anything yet to establish credit. Right, exactly. So it's not that you have bad credit, you just don't have Getting any credit. Getting utilities is a way to establish. To start establishing yes. credit. Yes. Right. But because you have bad credit, she had bad credit, it was an extra like $100 down payment or 
deposit she had to make. And then there was a phone number at the bottom of the page that said, if you, you want to see your credit report, call this number. <sighs> and so she called the number and requested a copy of her credit report. It came in the mail a little bit later, and it came in a large um, manila envelope, Whoa. and it was thick. And it kind of just stuck out of her mailbox, and she was intimidated by it. Like, yeah. I can't even deal with that today because it seemed so official. And she didn't know anything about credit scores, or she thought it would be really difficult to read. And she was so naive and wouldn't know how to read it or make sense of it. She said it's very simple to read, very easy to understand a credit report. She opened it up and looked at it, and it said her credit score was 380. And she says that at the time, in her head, 100 was 100% in school, and that was awesome. So imagine 380. That's amazing. What were they saying because of her credit score? Why would she have to pay more for an amazing credit score? And then below it was a bell curve. And when she looked at the bell curve and her score on the bell curve, out of everybody – Everybody with a credit score, she was in the second percentile. I was like, number two. Yeah. And she was like, whoa, that was the realization that her credit was so poor. And it was pages and pages of this credit report of credit cards and collectors and all this information she had no idea about. And that was when she realized it, it like went back to 1980 something. She realized that not only her parents were victims of the identity theft, but that she was as well. She didn't know until then that it had anything to do with her or her social security card. So, or her social security number. So that is how she found out about it. That's so sad. Anyway. I thought that was a welcome super, to adulthood. Yeah, here you are with your first apartment, your first apartment, and you have an awful credit score. Like you're not no just starting fresh, like another person who's right. going out on their own. Like you're starting from the bottom of the garbage pail. Absolutely, trying to dig your way out. Like that sounds awful. And is there a way to even get out? I mean, credit I scores no are so hard to navigate and get better. And wow. And when you're 18, 20, however old she was, learning about all that. That would be so, oh, like, discouraging. I was so naive. Yeah. Anyway, so. Wow. I am I super interested in this. Yeah, I can't wait. It's going to be great. Can't wait. <sighs> okay. Now let's but talk today, about other books. We're talking about what we're reading right now. What you reading, Sarah? Oh, I've got some good ones today, Jamie. Okay. All right. The first one. I'm going to talk about is My Grandmother Asked Me to Tell You She's Sorry by Frederick Backman. Love it. I've read this one, and I think it is one of the weirdest titles. It is the longest title ever. the longest title. But I loved this book. Okay. So I love Frederick Backman. Can I just say, like, go read all his books. All of them. They're so good. Yes. Um, He has such a great way of reaching into the heart of people <laughs> like and finding yes. even through their in their what's the word i'm looking for they're just weird little things because everybody has weird things yeah or hard quirks. things they're, yes he writes people mm-hmm. like real this is someone who could live next door to you i think a lot of times we get novelists that you know even though it's a good story mm-hmm. these aren't people you could imagine 
in your group. Right. Or, or you know, they make knowing. stupid decisions. Or de- I mean, yeah. these are real down-to-earth, everyday people. And that is very endearing, I think. Oh, he, absolutely. He writes very endearing characters. Like, you want to hate them, but you can't because mm-hmm. you love them. Right. Some of them. Some of them yeah. you just yeah. love. Even though you know they're not perfect, you just can't right. not love them. Anyway, he's so great. He's such a great author. This uh, To give a little bit of a background um, on this story, mm-hmm. it's about this girl who... Seems a little bit socially awkward. She doesn't have a lot of friends at school. Mm -hmm. She has a difficult time with her classmates, but she has a best friend in her grandmother. Yes. Um, She loves her grandmother. They have a very close relationship. And um, it's it's just a really special, unique bond. And her grandmother gets sick and passes away and leaves her granddaughter with this task of going around their apartment complex and telling them that their grandmother is sorry for something that she's done. She's done something to everyone and she kind of goes around apologizing to each of them for the things. And, and the granddaughter is a little angry at her grandmother for dying, Mm -hmm. right? She, she just left her and she didn't leave a note for her. And so there's a little bit of, um, some anger there. Mm hmm against her grandma and she doesn't want to help her grandma, but she can't help but help her grandma. Anyway, it's a cute little story. You've got quite a cast of, of characters with all the different neighbors that mm-hmm. she comes in contact with. Um, and it's, there's a little bit of her and her grandmother had like a special land they would go away to. And she would tell her stories about. I just love it. Like this imagination, mm-hmm. these stories of like that took the granddaughter out of these difficult situations. Yes. Like, let's just live in a fantasy land where everything is yeah. great and not worry about all those things that are going on. And it seemed like the world made more sense to the granddaughter in this magical yes, place. It, yes, through those which stories. Which was hard to understand the real world. Yes. But things oh, made sense it. there. And it yeah. was very, very sweet. Um, and she finds out that her grandmother wasn't perfect. Yeah. And that she had her own, made her own mistakes. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's it's a really tender story. I gave it three stars, not because it wasn't wonderful, but because I love Frederick Backman so much that I end up, and we've talked about this with other really good authors. I'm basing it off of the other stories that I've read. And this wasn't like my most favorite Frederick Backman, a really great story. Yes. But there were other Frederick Backmans that I love more. And so so I'm comparing that. Yes, I'm comparing it in that way. But great, great book. It is a great book. I agree with you. Especially if you love Frederick. Like, you have to read it. Yes, like, you, you will. Like, you just have to. You'll find a familiarity with some of the characters. There are some characters that are and in other books. the greatest opening scene of a book ever. So good. I love this grandma. She's I just so loved cute. her. Yeah. Everyone deserves The things she does to make like a bad day better for her granddaughter. Just, I love it. Yep. So cute. A good anyway, go older... Like a grandparent. I love a grandparent and a young kid story. Like this. And They're this is so just tender for real. Just love it. Yeah. I agree. So, okay. So for me, I read, I waited forever for this. The Book of Cold Cases by Simone oh, St. James. Oh, it's still on my hold list. <gasps> oh, my goodness. Was it worth the wait? Yes. It was so good. Okay. It was so good. So I gave it four stars. 
I'm excited. Oh, it was just, it was good. So this is a story that kind of goes back to a crime that happened quite a few years before, back in 1977. Okay. Great year, year I was born. So that was kind of fun, too, because I could see the styles. I could see the, like, the 70s. So we go back to the 70s, um, and and there's that story happening back there. But now um, we're, what, 40... Four years in the future, yeah, 40-ish years in the future, and looking back on it, and there were um there was a serial killer back in the 70s, and they they talk about that this was a female serial killer. This is such a big deal that there was a woman serial killer in this small town. And they knew who it was, and they prosecuted her, and she served some time but not a lot of time in jail and was released and then continues to live in her family's home in the same town. Wow. Okay. So she's still there. Okay. So that's the, you know, there's this female serial killer. She's there's these two cold cases or two cases that supposedly she killed. And then 40 years later, there is um, in the same town, a lady who is, she has like a receptionist job at a medical facility for her day job, but on the side, she's a blogger. And she, her blog is called The Book of Cold Cases. And she is just kind of this armchair sleuth, like putting together facts and researching. And she's got a, um, an investigator, like a private investigator, who okay. she hires to go and do certain things for her. And then she's got all these online um, friends or online, I don't know, like, work like partners, sleuthers. sleuthers that do the same thing. Like, so she'll bring up a cold case and throw out information about it. And then they're all looking to and she uses her um, private investigator to look into things. And she's writing up on it, trying to solve cold cases. That's and cool. she, by chance, one day comes across this woman who was convicted or accused of these um, two killings and asks for an interview. And this lady, she's still in town. She doesn't have any friends. She's a well, murderer. imagine? Yeah. Yeah. And so, and she asks for an interview and for some reason, this lady doesn't typically do interviews anymore. She agrees to have lunch with her and start talking to her. So they they start this um, relationship of talking about this case. And um, the blogger is like, am I being manipulated? Yeah. Or am I really getting real information? Are we uncovering something? Is what she's saying true? Is it not true? How do you oh. find out? Super interesting. How fun. So – when this woman, serial killer, did she plead guilty or did she say she didn't do it? She she claimed innocence the whole time. Okay. But she was seen leaving the scene of the second murder. So the two murders were men. They just were found dead on the side of the road. Like there was like no rhyme or reason for who they were or why and anything. He started talking about this. And the thing that... um put her at the crime scene is she was, she has this beautiful red hair. She was quite stunning. Not someone you would just like not notice in a room. You would notice her. She was beautiful. And she had this beautiful red hair. Um, And she was seen running away from the, the second scene. And so 
of course it's her. Of mm, course it's the red hair. But as the blogger is interviewing her and finding out about her childhood and her parents in this home and the relationship to the community and what was really going on inside the home and just unburies secrets and mm. it is good. I mean, we read a Simone St. James you are not going to be disappointed with one of her books. I really, she does spin a good story. She does. And there's always a little ghost element in there. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so it's beyond just a murder serial killing. There's, there's a little extra. She adds a little extra. Anyway, four stars did not disappoint. Super excited. A new book by a favorite author. So I recommend there you go. I love it. Well, the next one, I'm going to talk about is The Child Finder by Renee Denfeld. Have you heard of this one? No. The Child Finder. It's a beautiful cover. Yeah. I like the colors. Um, It came out in 2017. So it's not new. And um, there's actually a number two. It's, it's kind of a series in the sense. I think it's like following... This child finder, it's, uh-huh. she's kind of an investigator, like a private investigator, but she's known for finding missing children. Okay. Okay. Ooh, I think so, I like this. In the sense, it's a series, I think, in the sense of you, she ke- keeps having new cases. To find. So they're not right. necessarily, you have to read one to then read the other. They're all individual cases, but the same character that's right, solving them. Right, the same oh. lead. Cool. Yes. And I actually, I can't remember how I heard about this one because this is not an author that I read before. Yeah. Um, but she has written a lot of books. This And and this one's been read a lot of times. Like it's got a 3.96 rating with third, oh, almost 39,000 reviews. Okay. So lots of ratings here. This story follows, um, her name is... Naomi, she is the child finder. A, a child goes missing one night when her parents are out in the forest cutting a Christmas tree. Aww. Like on Christmas Eve, they're cutting the Christmas tree. Of all the sweet I know. family memory things to go wrong. Right? Mm. And she is young and she wanders off in the middle of the snowstorm and they search and search and search and just they can't find her. Um, they get a search party. Like they do all the things to try and find her and they can't. So okay. they bring in Naomi and she starts looking and she has a different way of, um, going about and finding these children. And the reason that she has such a knack for it is because she herself was a lost child. She, ah went through this experience. You kind of see glimpses and memories of her experience there, or you hear her talk about, um, you know, things that she experienced that help her look and why she would look certain places or come or look into certain people or whatever. And she has a great track record of finding children, not always alive, oh. but finding them. And so okay. it's, it's interesting. This is, it is sad, right? Yeah. Because there's, this is a sad situation all around this is terrifying for every parent right grandparent this is like your worst nightmare yes and you kind of jump between naomi's point of view and the child's point of view so you're getting two things and how a child like changes 
their way of thinking in order to survive. Like the stories yeah. they tell themselves to just be able to survive in a situation yeah. that you're oh. not with your family anymore. Right. So I don't I don't want to spoil anything or give anything away, but you you obviously know she's with someone that's not her parents and so how she convinces herself how she is able to survive in that situation. Yeah. It's super sad. Okay. But it's also like really well done. I liked it. I gave it four stars. Wow. It's like a different kind of mystery than I'm used to reading. Yeah. And it's, it was, it was well done. It was good. I would definitely like, I didn't even realize that it was written when it was until just now since we're talking and there's a number two and I'm like, oh, I'm going to have to read number two. Number two. You would, you would continue it as a series. I would read number two. I liked her. I thought. Anyway, I thought it was a good story, but it is good. kind of sad. Like it's yeah, a heavy, it's a heavy, one. it's a heavy topic, but it, it ends, you don't end feeling awful. I will say that you don't end feeling awful. Okay. Mm, the Child Finder, the, the Child Finder by Renee Denfeld. Okay, perfect. The next one for me is The Road Trip by Beth O'Leary. Um, have you read this one? It sounds I think so you have. familiar. I'm not going to talk long about it. It is no. a, like a chiclet. Um, young, cu- young kids, not young kids. Okay. Young adults. Okay. Who are traveling to go to a friend's wedding. And they're traveling along the road. This is how it starts out. They're traveling. And there is some sort of accident or... They skid to the side of the road, the car behind them skids, and it turns out the car behind them is are people they know that are going to the wedding as well, which happens to be the ex-boyfriend of one of the girls in the car. Oh. And their car is not drivable anymore. And so they agree to all get in the car together and go to the wedding. So they've got these two friends, two girls that were just really super looking forward to a road trip. Mm-hmm. Just on their own, music, snacks, <laughs> you know, just looking forward to the road trip and the wedding. And then they end up taking this guy, Rodney, who needed a ride to the wedding that they don't even know. That's a friend of the bride, works with the bride, but they don't know. He was on the wedding Facebook page. Anyway, so they end up taking him and he's just a weird, just this weird guy in the background for most of it, okay. which is a funny little thing. And then these two guys that were in the other car, one of them being this girl's ex-boyfriend that they haven't talked to. Like, the breakup wasn't good. Ah. So this is an awkward car ride. Right. It is um, lighthearted, easy read, good palate cleanser, which is obviously what I've been in lately, because I I don't know. This is what's come available. Sure. Um, Easy, dumb, funny, quirky. I gave it two stars. I don't give it high praise, but I think it would make a really good movie. Ooh. It would make a fantastic movie. Okay. It has some interesting characters, an interesting dynamic. It was kind of slow and boring in one way and kind of enjoyable another way. Like, you could get through life without reading this one. You really sure, could. Sure, <laughs> But if you need a cleanse it pal, a palate cleanser, not a cleanse it palate, a palate cleanser. Yeah. Two this stars. That's a good one. Two yeah. stars. 
I'll give this one two stars. It had some okay. redeeming qualities, but you know, if you I have a like ton of books it. on your list, you can skip it. Skip it. Yep. Okay. Very good. But anyway, the road trip. Beth the O'Leary. Road trip. It's got a cute cover. Ridiculously quirky. Yep. Cute cover. Funny. And you know what it kind of reminds me of? Rom-com. What? Is, um, or at least like the uh, the premise, right? Is um, When Harry Met Sally. Yeah. I could see. Yeah. Because they start off like on a road trip. That's exactly. Exactly. That's what I imagine when you started talking about mm-hmm. it. And that would, it would make a really good movie. Fun. There you go. And that is fun. Very cool. Okay. The next one I'm going to talk about is All This Time by Mickey Daughtry and Rachel Lipincott. Ooh. I hope I said that right. Um, This is like super easy read. Like young adult fiction. um, Not a difficult level of reading. Like super easy reading. It's about this guy and girl in high school. They're high school sweethearts. Uh-huh. <clears throat> They've dated and been together, whatever you want to call it, since, like, they were young. Like, maybe middle school. Okay. And um, have broken up and gotten back together a hundred times throughout their, like, time together. All those years. Six years uh-huh. or so that they're together. And um, now they're it's graduation. And they're planning on going to college together. They have a... it's. It's the guy and the girl, and then they have a best friend. So it's like the three amigos, like they're all going to college together. They've scouted out colleges. They've done all these things together. You know, a year prior, you they reference he was a football player. She's a cheerleader. He had an accident during a football game that like tore his shoulder or his knee or something, and he was unable to play anymore. And so it really threw a wrench into their high school experience, what he wanted from high school. And he didn't get a football scholarship because he couldn't Mm. play, but he could still go to school. And they still like, they, they kind of morphed their plans still because they had to, but they did it together. Okay. And it's graduation night and they're at the graduation party. And he has a special bracelet. He wants to give his girlfriend. He can't find her. He's kind of, you walk, it's, it's a really cute opening and him trying to find this girlfriend and um, sees him finally finds her talking off out of the way with the best friend and goes out there and they're kind of whispering. And he's like, what, what tell me what? And she's like, admits that she's going to go to a different college. Uh, she's made plans to go somewhere, go somewhere else. else. And so he's obviously heartbroken. They go for a drive and the car crashes and she dies. Oh, so they break up in this car. Right. She breaks up with him, says she's never been able to tried to break up, but they just can't because they have to see each other in the halls every day. But now she can fresh break, she's clean break. Breaking, she breaks up with him. Yes. And he's devastated. Mm-hmm. It, this, the car crashes and she dies. And so now he has to live with this fact of she. The last thing she did on earth was break up with him. Yeah. Just so mm. sad. So it's him kind of, it's recovering and finding his feet again. And reevaluating what he thought their relationship was. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a very interesting. Because that happens very, very quickly at the very beginning. I'm not spoiling anything for you here. That is quick. Right. And it's just the recovery of that. There is a big twist in the middle that I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, did not see that. And it's just the rectifying of like, are we honest with each other? Are we really seeing each other for who we really are and yeah. and um 
and and it, it was really cute. It was really well done. I gave it three stars. Just a really easy yeah. kind of listen book in between books. Yes. Okay. Yeah, it yeah. was good. It's called All This Time. All This Time. Okay, fantastic. All right. The next one I'm going to talk about is called Seven Days in June by Tia Williams. This is another one. It's newer. Oh. It came out June of this last year. And I've had it on hold for a really long time. I've seen that cover. It a took lot. a long time to get. Yes. You've seen it everywhere. You'll recognize it. Um I I have so many mixed thoughts about this book. Okay. In one way, the writing is really good. Okay. Like there is a lot of power in this book in one way. Uh-huh. And then in another way, it's really stupid decisions after really stupid decision. Which is frustrating. Which is frustrating. Yeah. So the premise of the book is there's this single mom and her daughter. And the mom is a writer. Um, the daughter's like teenish, preteen. Okay. And she's just struggling. She has some medical conditions. So... It, which are debilitating, some debilitating medical conditions. And so she is struggling to keep writing. She has this like huge fan base. It's like um, kind of not serious novels. Um, like people show up to her signings and they're wearing costume and character from okay. what she's writing. And But she writes black characters. She's a black author who writes black characters, which awesome. is a big deal of this book. Yeah, yeah. Which is really cool that representation is there that we have a black author writing about black characters. I love um, and uh, so she's writing when she's can, she's parenting when she can, but she's also been in and out of the hospital with this um, chronic disease and trying to function the best that she can. Right. She crosses paths um, at a writing thing with um, somebody she knows from her past, from high school. They spent seven days together in June, seven days only. And and so it reflects back to these seven days of what was going on and um, how much they meant to each other and how um, they were the only ones that was ever there for each other. That's the kind of ridiculous part, like sure, high sure. schoolers, like really, yeah. but they both come from very um, traumatic childhoods. Like there weren't people there to take care of them. They didn't have a good stable home. And so I can see that you found someone who actually showed, gave you some attention, who cared about you, who had your back, even though for the seven days this may be the only stability the either of them had. So even though I look that at it and I'm like, feel very stable really? Seven days. It's not stable. It's not. But to them, this was huh. something stable and something that they've both always like looked back as, you know, this was a very special person in my life, but they haven't seen each other since. Something's happened. Hmm. And you find out all about all those things that happen, but their paths have crossed and they're like rekindling this relationship and talking about, you know, what happened and why. And, um, and they're both dealing with some things in, you know, and in there, I liked a lot about it. And then there was other parts that I was, uh, I, so I don't, I give it a three. Okay. This is a, 
a lower end you three. To love it more. I wanted to love it more, especially because I had to wait so long for it. Yeah. And I think the representation of a black author with black characters, I can't say that enough. That I loved. I loved the um, awards that they were going to and the talk about um, how important it was. Like one of her books was going to be made into a movie, but they, the producer was telling her, your characters have to be white because if we look at the data, movies with white leads do better. And if you want this movie to be successful... But there's not enough black yeah. movies to Ex- compare it exactly. to. Exactly. <laughs> and so that was the point of that. And so I love so much about that. Yeah. About the conversation about it. Right. And that you have to stick with it and get that representation there for the data to even be comparable. Yes. That was fantastic. Yes. Crazy. The rest, there were some careless, like for a, a single mom who's always been so careful about what she's done, she does some very careless things. It, anyway, so interesting. A little of all of the. Okay. Three stars. Okay. Seven days in Right June. there in the middle. Yeah. I like it. All right. The last book I'm going to talk about is Life on Hold by Karen McQuestion. We've read oh, Karen McQuestion. Yes, she I remember wrote that last the Moonlight name. Child. Yeah. Which was one of our book club picks. Yes. So when I saw her, I was like, oh, that looks good. Is this a newer one or um, an older one of hers? Because I, she was a new author to me. I don't know when this one came out. It doesn't say on here. Huh. It it wasn't very long. It was only like, it's only, it's less than 200 pages. Okay. Um, I'm trying to find it. I kind of felt like, yeah, I don't know when it came out. It's not listed a published date. Anyway, it it felt like, oh, I have this idea for a character, and so it could have been way more developed. Yeah. But for what it was, was great. Okay. Um, it's about this girl, again, another young adult fiction, easy read. It's about, she's a high schooler, her name is Ray, and her it's her and her mom. Her mom, she doesn't know who her dad is, she's not allowed to ask questions about it, makes her mom really upset, and she gets angry or changes subject. She just will not talk about who her dad is. Um, and they move a lot. So whenever things just aren't going her mom's way, it's just like really quick. Oh, we're just going to move. And so she has moved. She never even stays a year. Like they are moving within months Mm -hmm. and she's constantly her whole life. And now she's in high school and all she's ever really wanted is to stay in one place. And it's hard for her to always have to move, but she loves her mom. Mm -hmm. She loves her mom a lot and, and she likes her mom and they get along well. This is just the one thing. Okay. And her mom's parents would love for them to be close or to stay around them, but she, her mother doesn't get along with her grandparents. Something happened back when she was young, and she won't even talk about that. She kind of over-exaggerates things like, she, they had me committed and all these different things. And, she's, and now as Ray's getting older, she's starting to question the stories that her mom is telling her. Like, right. This isn't adding up. Right. Okay. And um, d- isn't really sure. So she's... All she wants, though, is to stay in one place. She's starting to make friends. She's at her school, in her new school. She's um, feeling like she's found a place she would like to not move. Uh And a new girl moves in, and she's asked to show her around the school. Can you just be like her sponsor student, basically, Uh and and make sure she does gets to all of her classes and she has somewhere to sit at lunch and all these things. 
And so there's this new girl and there's something going on with her. She doesn't talk to anyone. She seems angry all the time. It's a very interesting situation. So there's that whole thing. And as she's trying to befriend this girl, she click, this girl clicks with her mom. And her mom kind of goes above and beyond hmm. for this other girl in a way Weirdly. that she won't for her daughter. Okay. So it's a very interesting dynamic to watch Ray see her mom be a mom, be a mom but to this girl. But to somebody else. Not to her. And she's never needed her mom in that way. She's very capable, independent girl, but it's still hurtful. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. So it's so fun. It's a, it's a very interesting story of her trying to figure out her feelings about the way her mom acts for this other person okay, and how she needs her for herself and her plans for her future. You know, she's going to graduate in a couple of years and she can then make her own decisions about whether or not to move or stay and what she wants to do for school and where her mom is making plans for her. Like, you should just do like dental hygiene. You can do that anywhere. You can move and with me. We'll we can move constantly. and you will be, think of us with two incomes. And mm. just, that's not the future she wants for herself. So it's very interesting. It's super cute. Mm. It's a it's a fun little book. She does the dynamic super well. I gave it four stars. But awesome. I kind of the only my only hiccup was like, wait, tell me more. You like I would have yeah. loved to know more and Kay. seen more. But it, it was good maybe for a what it too was. Short. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. All right. My last one. This actually. Last week, I talked about loving the cover of Ruth Ware's books. Always. And so I kind of started flipping through her books. I was like, oh, I haven't read this one. <gasps> so I found a new book by Ruth Ware. It's not new. It came out in 2017 that I hadn't, a book I hadn't read, The Lying Game. The Lie? I haven't read that. The it, Lion Game. Lying. Lying Game. game. Yeah. Okay. So it is a story of these girls at like a boarding school. They're there for the week and they can get released for the weekend. This is in England and they are, they meet each other, you know, at this boarding school and they all kind of have these um, backstories in their lives, different reasons they're there, different home styles. And it's not a boarding school that's super posh or well-known. Okay. It was one that was easy to get into last minute, mm -hmm. you know, that kind of a, a boarding school. So they meet there and they're all just kind of, it's just funny how misfits navigate to each other. Like they, none of them know each other and they're all a little bit weird and not accepted. And then they find each other. And now there's these four girls and they, um, they create this lying game and they get points for it. Like, who can tell just just stupid lies like they'll be on the train and they this this guy or this lady with her son wants to come in and sit in the car with them in their little area and the one girl says this is in the beginning of the book the one girl says to him oh, you know what she just got out of um prison and she's a pedophile and so she actually isn't allowed to be around children. So I think for the safety of your son and for her, she doesn't want to have to go back that you probably should go sit somewhere else. So everyone's How comfortable. How old are they? They're, they're like they're college? Teenagers. Oh, teenagers. Teen yeah. Oh so they're just, just ridiculous. And so sure. if you can get someone to believe the lie, they have all these rules, like follow the lie all the way through. Mm -hmm. Um we don't ever, you know, we don't ever lie to each other. So it goes through these different, I think there's like five rules that okay. they follow. Anyway, so they've 
the beginning of the book, one of they're grown up now out of school, begin so they're adults, and one of them texts the others, I need you, and they all come. So the one is still living in this town where the school is. She's never left where all the others have gone off and they've haven't seen each other in at least 10 years. Oh, they wow. stay in contact, like they're texting and they, you know, have some contact, but actually haven't in person. in person seen each other for a long time. And they all up and jump. That was one of the things. If we ever say, I need you, you're there. Okay. And so this is the first time they've all come back to the village and it's a fishing village. And, um, one of the lies they told back in the day has led to some further consequences and they've always just covered up that lie and have sworn to never talk about it. And all of a sudden it's being uncovered. And so they have to put together a plan. What are they going to say? Make sure all their stories are the same. And, um, and it goes from there. Okay. Uh, another fantastic Ruth Ware book. I gave it four stars. Awesome. Uh, yeah. And I've always looked at this cover and thought that it was um, like stepping stones with cracks in them, like vines and cracks, oh. like moss growing up through it. Yeah. But it's a fishing village and it's a fishing net. It talks a lot about fishing nets being um, everywhere as decor and, you know, used in this village town, just kind of a back that kind of town, a little okay. old fashioned. Anyway, so that was fun too to find out about it and put a new perspective to what I had assumed was something else. Anyway, so just to tie in with our discussion of that's awesome book covers, and uh, it was super exciting to have a no weight on a Ruth Ware book and just be able say. to grab it. So I really enjoyed it. Awesome. I got through it really fast. It was it was good. Very cool. What a good episode. Yeah, there you go. Um, we'd love to hear from you. If you've read these or you are curious about something, you can contact us through Instagram or Facebook. Or email at thisisyourbookclubpodcast at gmail.com. Please rate, subscribe, share with your friends. Yes, and thank you to Amphibious Sue for our music. And we'll see you next time. I'm Sarah. And I'm Jamie. And, and this, this is, is your, your book club. club.